0: Welcome to the Hit Parade Podcast. Come join the nation's award-winning number one repack brand and our hosts Joe K, Patrick Mancuso, and Tom Hughes, as we discuss all the happenings in the world of sports entertainment and we speculate on where things are going in the industry. Follow along for some hot takes and cool products that you're going to want to hear about. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Hit Parade Podcast, Uh, the last one of 2023.
1: We got to the end of the year. Um, Hey, Tom, what's going on? Not too much, you know, survived the holidays and uh, ready for uh, the new year and start things anew.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty pumped for it, too. Uh, holidays were great for me. I hope everybody out there had, you know, a great time with their family, however you celebrate, of course. Um, it's been pretty cool. Uh, 38 episodes in a year. Not too bad. Uh, next week, we're starting season two officially. Um, kind of like getting ready for uh, where we've been trying to get this podcast going for, you know, most of this year. So pretty excited about that. Uh, we got a few changes coming up. Might have uh,
1: new might, people on. Might have a third person uh Long as they, they do well, I think we have a third person signed up to go forward, which is exciting.
0: Well, yeah, because we decided we're going to start doing things a little differently, and then you decided to run away to Hawaii for two weeks? Hey, listen,
1: <laughs> you, you get a chance to go to Hawaii for a show, you, you don't say no to that. Um, went to Hawaii PopCon last year, had a lot of fun, and looking forward to it next week. That's true. And then uh, you'll be cruising down the West Coast, is that what you're up to? Yeah, that'll be in L.A. for a couple days. Yeah. Um, Stopping to see our good friends over at the Bullpen and Burbank and probably Jaspi. Um, Anytime I'm out there, I always like to say hi to those guys. Great group of people out there. Um, Always do a lot of business with them, so always nice to see them. That's pretty cool. Um, Are there any shows or anything out there you're going to, or are you just seeing everybody? So there's the Upper Deck Conference um, that week. So I'm actually not going to the conference, but other people from work are. So while they're at the conference, I'll be hopping around shop to shop. That's pretty cool. Um, So, well... Let's get right into it with sports and stuff. I guess
0: the biggest basketball news is uh, that John Morant is back. And he still might be a moron. I'm not sure yet. I mean, he's doing all the cool finger gun stuff. Maybe he learned nothing, but he still knows how to play basketball. The Grizzlies have looked really good since he got back. I think he's averaging about 28 points a game. Uh, they're 3-1 and one with him since he got back. And uh, they look like a brand new team from the one
1: that started the year. What a difference that team has with ja. Um He just brings the juice. And his very first game back, he started a little slow, and then he goes on and hits the game winner against the Pelicans, uh, just announcing the world: "Hey guys, I can still play basketball pretty well." Um, he's super fun to watch. I hope, I hope this is all just, you know, showboating and all this stuff, and it's not showing an underlying issue because he said he still has the same friends and all this stuff. Please, Ja, I'm begging you, keep your nose clean. Be, be a good outstanding human being because you are really really good at basketball and it'll be a shame if we can't watch you play for the next 10 years because you do something stupid so please stay out of trouble play basketball do something you're really good at yeah
0: i mean i know that uh you know people are still kind of freaking out. oh no he hasn't learned anything etc cetera, et cetera. you got to remember he's still really young and uh not to age us too much but when we were when we were his age we did dumb stuff like that all the time where we just thought we're being funny and maybe we were maybe we weren't but i think that was just kind of like a one-off type thing. I don't think it's going to be a recurring problem.
1: Yeah, so that's, so obviously if you've been holding his cards this time, you are super excited because his stuff shot up because he's playing great and all that stuff. But if you are a long-term investor in Ja, you have to be uneasy. Of course. Because you don't know at any moment when something's going to come out and do that. And I know that can happen with anybody. Um, No one saw the Wander Franco thing happening outside of maybe, you know, select few, it can happen to anybody, but there are definitely more red flags uh, with someone like Ja who's had some issues in the past. You just hope he keeps it clean for his investors, for people who want to buy Ja, uh, for the fans, for the kids that look up to him. Um, but, yeah, I, it's exciting for those people that held him that they can make a quick flip right now.
0: It's true. And uh, speaking of things that you might want to sell, uh, maybe an entire team, if you're the owner of the Detroit Pistons, as fans are just – chanting for the owner to sell the team. Uh, The Pistons have lost 28 straight games, uh, even blowing a 21-point lead, I believe it was, last night uh, against the Celtics before the Celtics came back and won in overtime.
1: Yeah, funny note on that. Someone in in our team sent in our group chat, hey, it's about even money for the Celtics to win right now, down 23 or 21, whatever it was. Just bet it. And everyone was like, yeah, bet the Celtics down 20-some points because they're going to come back and win, went to overtime, and sure won. Sure enough.
0: Sure enough, they did. Um, but, yeah, 28 straight losses for the Pistons. Uh, despite the best efforts of Cade Cunningham, who's
1: still playing relatively well. I want to start a campaign free Cade. <laughs> free Cade. Free Cade. Get him to any other franchise. He is really, really good at basketball. And I know I'm like doubling down, tripling down because I've been on his bandwagon for a while. He is really good. Get him out of Detroit, please. Yeah, it kind of just seems like everything that can go wrong with the franchise is what's
0: going wrong with the Pistons. I mean, I know fans are complaining about the owner and ownership and all that. Uh, Maybe it's a little bit coaching. I think there's just they've had a lot of uh, higher draft picks recently, but they don't mesh very well. And obviously, you know, to be a good basketball team, you kind of kind of have some flow there. It just seems like they have a lot of good players who don't work well together. So maybe the move is to probably send some of these younger guys elsewhere where they can like get like Jaden Ivey out of there and get somebody else in here who might help you a little bit more. Um I know people are <laughs> ridiculously betting that Pistons might never win a game the rest of the season. They're definitely going to win a game the rest of the season. It might only be like three of them at this point. But
1: yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what else there is to say to them. Yeah, I, I do think that there's a chance that Once they break this streak and they get this albatross out of them and they win a game, get the monkey off their back, they could be a team that plays okay basketball the rest of the season. I just think this is a huge weight, and I think even yesterday you saw it as they were up big. like They all kind of felt like, okay, we're going to blow this somehow. And I think once they win and they kind of get this out of the system, um, they do have a ton of talent there. I know they're young. I I wouldn't be surprised if the second half of the year they play – you know, mediocre basketball, and and not look like the train wreck they are now.
0: How many wins do you think they'll get to by the season,
1: season's end? Um, so they got what, forty five games left, something like that. And they have what three wins right now? Two. two, two wins. Okay, I will say they will get double digit wins. Double digit wins. Okay, that's fun. All right, I'm gonna
0: write that down so we can come back to this one later. Yeah, I think I, I, think, I have no idea. By the way, I, I think you might be right too, but yeah i don't know it just looks so bleak sorry detroit fans but hey you have the lions um speaking of teams that are winning things but still not looking good uh the lakers won the in-season tournament but since then they've gone three and six uh in their nine games since then and the pacers actually who lost the tournament they went they've gone four and six they've recently won their last two games so they were you know even worse with that um I don't think there's like a tournament hangover because like I don't think that's related. It just seems to be bad timing, but how do you feel about it?
1: So I think this is I think for the Lakers, I think it's very telling. The Lakers when they want to turn it on, when LeBron wants to say I'm going to go be that guy in short stretches, he can still be maybe the best basketball player on the planet. Maybe maybe it's top 10 now he's a little older. But they are a really scary team come playoff time if they get in because you know they have this level that they went to in the tournament. Mm -hmm. LeBron has this other gear that he's not giving you every night of a season, day in, day out. So that makes them a scary team in the playoffs. Now, I don't know if they can keep that together for a run to to win the finals, to do that for six weeks straight or whatever the whole playoffs are. But they become a very scary low seed in the West. The Pacers, on the other hand, I think it's a young team. I think you're going to have these ups and downs. They get hot they get real confident they go on a run they lose a couple they lose that kind of you know swagger and they lose they're not quite as good but i'm telling you the lakers are going to be a scary 7-8 seed absolutely
0: i think at this point with as you know long as lebron's been in the league he's learned you know everybody talks about load management and stuff and even if the nba is trying to get away from all of that um lebron still knows what to do so even if he plays a little bit more than he's expecting to, he's still not going to go, like you said, he's not going to take that go to that fifth gear unless he has to because he's he's learned, I'm just saving it for the playoffs, and then he's going to go ham. The problem is getting there. So right now they're in a playoff spot, but like we talked about, there's teams like, like the Grizzlies who aren't in a playoff spot yet that with Ja look fantastic, that could be nipping at their heels soon enough. What I think is going to end up happening is that the Lakers want someone else. I think they need another player. They're probably going to make a move. I don't know who they're going to get or what they're going to do, but – I foresee them making a trade. Uh, There's a few teams out there that need to make a trade for sure. But they're definitely one of them. Uh, Like you said, the Pacers, they weren't 100% expected to be as good as they were to start the season. And then when they were so good in the in-season tournament, people were like, oh, the Pacers, okay. That kind of put them on the map. Um, Like we said, Halliburton, still awesome. Love that guy. Um, I know he's one of your favorite players too. I mean, he just had 20 assists last night. Pacers are still sliding after the tournament, but, uh, you know, I wouldn't – I wouldn't like count them out just yet. They might fix it, but because there was so much attention on them, I think other teams are learning how to play defense against them. So once they adjust to the other team's adjustments, I think they'll be okay and still like slide into the playoffs and maybe make some noise. Who knows? You know?
1: Yeah. No, I I think so. I think I think the Pacers are gonna be a good team. I think they're a team that isn't quite ready for the the bright lights. I, I think we talked about Sacramento last year, like this, yeah. like young team finding their way. Um, they're going to be that. They're going to be a tough team. They can maybe win around, but I don't think they're going on deep run, especially in the East, that's very top heavy.
0: You're not wrong about that.
1: Okay, so Mr. Card Guy, <clears throat> basketball, buy, hold, sell. Who you got? Uh, so I'm going to hold Halliburton right now. I know okay. he's, he's down a little bit He's from the hype that he was during the in season tournament, but I'm holding Halliburton. They're going to be good near the end of the year. Um, a weird buy right now because they are so good, but no one's talking about Jason Tatum. Yeah. Um, The Celtics are probably the best team in basketball right now. And no one's really talking to them because it's not flashy. Everyone, they're just kind of doing what they're supposed to. I think Tatum's like sixth or seventh in MVP conversation because they have a really good team and he's not having to carry the whole load. Right. Um, So he's someone that I think come playoff time, people are going to be like, oh, yeah, the Celtics and try to buy up a bunch of him. Um, Cell, I hate doing cells because I never want to. Talk down a guy that we might be buying or anything like that. Right. Um, but I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sell Cade right now. I, okay. Just, just because I, I'm so invested in him that I, I think it's, I think it's, not even I'm selling his cars. I think personally I need to, yeah, sell this personal investment my, I have in fandom. him. <laughs> uh, because, like I said, he that that piston team's gonna be bad. And even if they bounce back a little bit, that team is years away from competing. It's true. Yeah. Maybe you need to start
0: your free Cade movement, but he yeah. might start that himself. Um, little baseball news, uh, not too much, but as we talked about on our last episode, with Otani going to the Dodgers and all that stuff, uh, Yamamoto went there too, because, well, the Dodgers just have a crap ton of money and they're apparently just signing everybody. And how do you feel about it? Orioles fan?
1: I hate every <laughs> bit of all of this. And not even just as an Orioles fan, just as a baseball fan. Yeah. Um, Listen, I understand that you're not going to get a salary cap in baseball. I I, I understand that. That's never going to happen. The has and have-nots are too far apart to ever actually do that. You're never going to have the Pittsburgh Pirates with what they have on a attendance rate compared to the Dodgers ever be the same playing field. But there has to be something put in place to at least make it competitive. Like To me, it, it really doesn't come down to this deal, though. Paying someone more than Garrett Cole got, who was one of the best pitcher baseball for five years, mm-hmm. to someone who's never pitched in the major leagues is stupid, in my opinion. Uh, but the Otani contract to me is like if that came in the NBA or in the NFL, it's like cap circum. Um, from like, circumvention. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Good, good assist there. That's what I'm here for. Uh, but it's, it's just to me, it's dumb. It, and they're moving all that money around to to basically push it to later date. I don't like that. I think it's bad for baseball, and you know I hope the Dodgers lose every game. <laughs> That's sorry, Otani.
0: Do you feel like uh, Yamamoto's tick or cards are going to be like a hot ticket? Are people going to be chasing after that? Or- absolutely, yeah,
1: a- absolutely. Um, obviously, big market in LA. Mm-hmm. A very good team. Um, you know, in general, um, Asians have Asian players have a good market in the hobby. Uh, guys like Matsui Ichiro always had a good following here, so I would imagine that they have that he's going to immediately have a lot of uh, value. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if they play well and he plays well, it's just going to be uh, you know a hot ticket. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, moving on to the ice. Um,
0: not much is going on in hockey just because we're in like that middle of the season. Everybody's kind of like shaking out to see this is probably who they are, barring a team having a dramatic fall or rise.
1: World Juniors.
0: Yeah, nobody cares that much in the card hockey. <laughs> <So, laughs> I, <know. laughs>
1: I know. But it's, it's fun, you know, cause, because, you know, if it was baseball, this would be where everyone's Bowman's cards would be and going. That's, I know, right? This There's would be the no first with, Bowman yeah, hockey player. There'd cards. be all prospects right now of all these young players playing. It's always really good hockey, but that's, to me, this is what it is. This Christmas to New Year's is World Juniors when it comes to hockey. Yeah, I love that you're talking about all the young players. But the first
0: thing we got on our list here is a really old player. Yammer is playing his 36th season in, in hockey. Where is he right now? KHL? No, in the the Czech League. He, oh, that's he right. owns a
1: team in the Czech League. I
0: forgot he owns it. Yeah, he's just paying himself now. But uh, that guy still plays, and he plays at a high level too. He still gets points. He's still one of the better players in in that league over there. He's timeless, just like his mullet. Um, I think it's really cool. and Him still playing at this
1: age, I, I, his card value is just where it's going to be, right? Like It's not going to go up or down. It just is. No, it doesn't really change, but he's one of those guys that does have a following. He doesn't sign a ton. Right. So there's not a lot of autographs, but he's a guy that just has this call following. Listen, I, I hate the Penguins. Yeah. They're probably third team on my list of most despised hockey teams. Huh. And I love Yager. and I, Because of the way he played, the style he played. um, It's crazy. The way he lives is. his life. Yes. <laughs> he's he's just – He what he he's, wants. He's great. Um, he changed his game. He went from a fast, really skilled player – uh, as he got older, he became that power forward that just yep. used his body, used his really good hands to protect the puck, get in tight and score. Uh, so he's adjusted his game to his age. It's just, you know, as an old person who's, who still tries to play sports at a somewhat decent level, <laughs> it's it's something to look up to as this guy's still playing professionally at 106. You're not wrong. Um, but
0: <clears throat> in terms of the actual NHL, Excuse me. There's not much going on, Uh, like I said. uh, Like I said, we're in the dog days of it where it's just kind of like people are figuring out who they are. You already kind of are who you are at this point, barring trades and all that stuff, of course. I remember going into the season, the Atlantic Division, everybody's like, oh, no, the top teams are going to finally fall off. Your Boston Bruins are going to fall off. Uh, Tampa Bay is going to fall off, et cetera, et cetera. And everybody's hyping up the Detroit Red Wings, the Sabres, the Senators, and all those teams just aren't playing very well. Uh, and the same teams are at the top that are in the playoffs right now. Florida, Boston, Toronto, and
1: Tampa Bay. Tons of fun, nothing actually changed. And why is that? I don't know. I don't understand. Um, I, I mean, we look at those three teams. If you would if have told me before the season that one was great, one was good, and one was bad, I would have like, okay, yeah, you know, you have young teams, they're all not going to hit. Mm-hmm. But for all three right now to be outside the playoffs looking in, It surprises me. I will say right now, one of those teams will be in the playoffs. Okay. I don't know which one, but one of those young teams is going to find their stride and they're going to sneak in. Um, If I'm a betting man, it's probably Detroit, which kills me because I bet the Sabres would have more points than Detroit. (laughs) Um, But it's going to be very interesting at the end of the year um, if one of these teams can get hot and, and, and make a run.
0: Yeah, and then you have your other teams that weren't expected to do anything that are doing pretty well right now. Uh, the Philadelphia Flyers, <laughs> there's a team I don't really like, but they're 7-1-2 in their last 10. They're playing really well. Um, they're second in their division just behind the Rangers. A lot of people had them going last in their division, like in the, in their preseason predictions and stuff, and they're playing really well. Uh, do you think they can sustain that? So I, I
1: think they're a team that <clears throat> is currently in the playoffs that will drop out. Okay, um, They have – exceed expectations they're playing really good hockey i just think push comes to shove i, I do think they'll probably hit a little bit of skid at some point uh and not get in um there's a lot of good teams chasing them um so i i would not bet for them to get in but you know it's hockey that's the crazy thing about hockey is you know i think it's the most unpredictable of all the sports true like that's absolutely true um that's why you'd always see more
0: low-seeded upsets in the playoffs in hockey, except for for anything other than, you know, March Madness. Um, and I agree with you there, because that's why, like I said, the Flyers are exceeding expectations, but so are. There's some other teams, too, like the Winnipeg Jets weren't expected to do much uh, in the offseason. They were kind of a tire fire where they were talking about, you know, trading their goal their star goaltender and trading a few of their assets and basically just starting over. But instead, they, they traded Dubois to Los Angeles, and now they're sitting at... 29 and 1 or something like that, second in their division, battling with Colorado and Dallas, who were expected to be at the top of the division. And they even lost, you know, Kyle Connor doing that too. So you just never know with hockey. Now, granted, these teams very easily could fall off. It's still a long season. There's still what, fifty, some odd games to go for a lot of these teams. Um it'll be interesting. It's always fun to watch. But uh until these trades start happening, it's kind of just status quo for now, but as every season, all of a sudden you're going to start seeing some player movement, and then things get interesting and a little bit more fun. Speaking of fun, moving to the NFL. By Joe Flacco? Like, what the hell, man? <laughs> Speaking of old guys, uh, yeah, kick 300 yards per game, every game he's played so far. Last night he just woke up on the Jets. Um, he had a better game, and I think, in the first half of yesterday's game than any
1: Jets quarterback had in a full game all year, it feels like. Uh, he also was the most yards he's ever had in the first half of a game. We're setting records. Um, <laughs> so I, I don't know if this says more about Joe Flacco or more about Deshaun Watson. Hmm, that's that's that. my my take, and I'm sorry, but Joe Flacco is playing good football. I don't think he's playing elite football. I don't think he's you know, if you're talking about top ten quarterbacks right now, who's playing the best, he's not on that list. He's playing good football. And it's showing you how good that Cleveland Browns team is when they get competent quarterback play. Well, that's what everybody said going into the season, or even before they got Watson. They're like, the Browns kind of have
0: everything. They have a great defense. They have skill players at all the skill positions on offense. They just always needed a quarterback. And then they they're like, Baker's not the guy, obviously. Then they went and did the Watson thing, which the bad juju came along with that kind of. And Watson wasn't very good. People didn't really like him, and now he's hurt. And it's like that's just an entire different mess. But everybody's ignoring that mess because Flacco stepped up, like you said, 300-yard games out the wazoo. I, I disagree with you for where you say right now he's not a top-ten quarterback. He is because everybody else is hurt, and nobody else is playing that much better than Joe Flacco's played since he got
1: in there. If you, if you swap Joe Flacco with Russell Wilson, who just got benched, are they better or worse? Um, I don't know. So I, I so I I think that tells you a lot because you don't know a guy who just got benched. I, I think Russ was playing. Fine. They might be worse actually. Now now
0: the Russell Wilson thing is a whole different thing. I mean, the Broncos kind of did him dirty. They're only sitting him so that he doesn't get hurt, so he doesn't get a guaranteed you know thirty seven million dollars or whatever. That's kind of jacked up. But uh, because Russ was like what seventh in most quarterback metrics, he was playing pretty good. He wasn't yeah. exactly cooking, but considering this was a year where nobody's been excellent every every week uh rusted a lot to get the one in five broncos team to where they are now where they yeah they blew the game against new england but had they won that they'd be on the cusp of making the playoffs um i actually think the browns would be where flacco just works there and he's making really good throws he of course is gonna have one or two bad picks a game but everybody does that you yeah. love josh allen i love josh allen he has one or two of those a game yeah flacco's making shit work he's made david nyoku Be exactly what everybody thought he would be. Um, Amari Cooper just had a bajillion yards and then apparently hurt his
1: heel. Yeah, I I think the best part of this is that Browns fans had to think their season was over when Nick Chubb went down. Nick Chubb is an absolute stud, one of the best running backs in the NFL. And that team was run the ball, play good defense, and have your quarterback do enough with the weapons. And you lost him early on, and I'm like, they're done. There's no way this team without Nick Chubb is anything. Um, So, hat tip to them for keeping it together and doing what they're doing. And now we're in a world where if the Ravens lose to
0: Miami this week, there's a world where uh, Cleveland could actually end up as the number one seed in the AFC, which I don't think anybody would have bet on that in the beginning of the season, in the middle of the season, or even like three weeks ago.
1: Yeah, it's going to be crazy that Baltimore-Miami game is going to be just as important for Bills and Browns fans because the loser of that game, the division gets wide open for them.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, that's true. It's very true. So that's cool. Speaking of Baltimore, I mean, they, play, they played, uh, I'm sorry. They played San Francisco. Everybody was like, all right, here's where, you know, San Francisco the best team in the world. They're the only team that actually is complete. They're going to kill them. And then they got smacked around. Uh, Baltimore looked excellent against San Francisco. Like we said, they get Miami next. Uh, it really, it begs the question for me at this point. So now that San Francisco, who was the, the best team that was going to get there, is anyone good? There's just everybody just has warts, don't they? There's no team that just stands out and is the team, correct?
1: I, yeah, I, I guess I guess that's probably correct. As much as I'd would, I'd would like to argue that, I, I think that's correct. Um, I think that every team has an Achilles heel. Absolutely. Um, I still think the 49ers are really really good at football, mm-hmm. and you had some unlucky bounces there you had um one of the picks uh pretty hit his arm hit one mm. was a deflection the first one was a bad throw bad read but I, I they had a little bit unlucky that game and they still kind of fought back what well, you know baltimore had a chance to put them away a couple of times weren't able to do that so i i still think san francisco is a really good team and if i had to put money on it right now i would still think the 49ers are the best team in football that's fair but at this point
0: they've just proven that they can be beat too you know, um, and handley.
1: That, that, exactly. Take
0: them to the woodshed, like I said. So who are the other good teams? Baltimore. They're the ones who look the best right now. But you know, we've also seen games where they would lose to like I don't know the Colts. I remember that. Uh, who? What else happened here? Um, Miami. Miami hadn't beaten anybody with a you know winning record until they beat Dallas. But Dallas hasn't really looked that good either. So like, what does that even mean?
1: Yeah, and they didn't look great doing so. Um, I think I think Waddle I think is out this week. I think that's a big knock on them for their mm-hmm. chance to beat the Ravens this week. Um yeah, I think once again, if you're a team that's sneaking in the playoffs, you're probably this is the best chance for anyone to win it. Um a team you know we didn't write on the list there, but the Rams look great right now. Mm-hmm. Um and I'll tell you that if the Rams went into Philly in, in you know first week of the playoffs, the Rams definitely could beat them. Exactly. You know,
0: seven weeks ago we were talking about how oh Philly, Philly looks like the best team easy, and now I don't think there's a team that's
1: actually scared of them that's up there. You know they've they haven't looked very good. That's for sure. You know, Kansas City, another another clunker on offense. Their defense looked great, but they they had another clunker. Now it looks like they're probably the three seed at best. Yeah, maybe. Um, which means they're gonna to to win two road playoff games potentially to go to the Super Bowl. And they've I can't never imagined that right now. Mahomes never played one on the road in the playoffs. So it's it's wide open. Uh like I said, we're talking here the, the Bills and Browns a couple of weeks ago, people thought were done. Um, and now here they are talking about both of them could be, you know, one and one or two seeds here and you know, representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. Yeah.
0: yeah. We're <laughs> with the way everything's going, we have this weird. Hell froze over, like proof that there could be a Browns Lions Super Bowl, and it's very realistic, and that just scares me. So that the the world might actually be ending. I don't know. I don't know how else to say it. Can you imagine Browns Lions? Can you imagine that? I know it's bananas, but it's like very realistic. Who are you cheering for? I don't care at that point. I'm happy for either of them. As 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 a Bills fan, that has been like through it, like those teams have. If either of those teams win, that's super cool with me. I don't care. See,
1: I'm the opposite. You're a jerk. Why are you a jerk about everything? As a Bills fan, I don't want to see other fan bases who've never won a Super Bowl win a Super Bowl before us. Like, it's just this thing, like, I don't want to see a new team, like, as great it would be for the for Detroit. I have friends that are Detroit. Santiago, I know you're a big Detroit fan. You're going to hate me for saying this. But I don't want to see Lions fans celebrating a Super Bowl before Bills fans do. You're wrong. I'm completely trauma bonded with those fans. I
0: get it. <laughs> Um, it's probably why I like Kirk Cousins and the Vikings <laughs> so much too because they're just another team that never does it. So, yeah, Browns-Lions, maybe we should just bet on that Super Bowl matchup at this point, win money off of it on top of it. That would be super fun. I don't know what the odds are for it right now, but they still got to be kind of decent. Um, super fun with that. But like I said, there's two weeks left in the NFL season. There's still 23 teams alive for the playoffs. So NFL is getting what they want with parity, but I have a question for you then. For the card industry, is all this parity – bad for individual player values because if everybody's playing nobody's standing out you know like with the mvp odds change consistently week to week based on everybody having a sort of good game or a bad game like like we went from brock purdy being the dude to now he's like seventh in rankings after his bad performance but like lamar jumps up because he had a good week and it's like it, it changes every week where in years past it's kind of been like oh it's these two maybe three guys going at it but it's like we've talked about it before where all right, maybe Christian McCaffrey should win it. Maybe Tyreek Hill should win it. Like, a lot of people are involved, but because of that, nobody super stands out, which means nobody's card value goes up a ton,
1: right? Yeah, you're you're seeing. You know, I think I think you're seeing in the market right now. You have a lot of a lot of people that are a little uneasy, and you know, overall things are down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's just because of what you just said. It's everyone's uneasy. There's not like, hey, I'm buying Burrow hard because I'm really confident in them. You know. He got hurt. I'm I'm buying Mahomes. They're gonna No, I don't know if they Trevor are Trevor Lawrence.
0: Oh crap.
1: Oh look, the Packers look great. Jordan Lovegood looks great. I'm by oh, wow, now he doesn't look so good. Like every know. guy, every single player this year that we have thought, okay, they are ready to take the jump. Something happens. Yep. You know, CJ Stroud, you know, his was an injury, but CJ Stroud, okay, he's the guy. They're gonna make the playoffs. They're nine and nine and five or eight and five. Here we go. Concussion. Misses two games, they lose two games. Like, this is what happens, and I think it makes everybody – it's good overall because there's so many people with value right now because there's so many people that – you said that are in it, that people are collecting, that people are like, hey, I'm willing to take a chance on a Gardner Minshew card because (laughs) the Colts get in the playoffs – you know, they could beat somebody. I'm not I'm not that confident that they can't win a game. So you have a lot of people that are investing in a lot of players, but no one going probably real heavy in certain players because as we just saw Brock Purdy, as his stuff Brock Purdy is a great example of a roller coaster this whole season. Before the season, his values were high, but no one really believed in him. Everyone's like, Yeah, he's not really that guy. But in that offense. Yeah. And then his stuff takes off and it's insane. And then he loses three games, and people are just dumping. All <laughs> right. Dumping his stuff. Ignore, ignoring you. that,
0: you know, three, was,
1: Trent Williams was out, and Debo was out. And, and one of the games the they lost, up, they missed like a, a 38 run. yard field goal that would have won a game. Right. Like, like, and they just dump them. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they start winning again, and it's like, oh my God, he's, he's going to win the MVP. Let's go crazy. And that card I just sold, I'm going to buy for 30% higher now because it's going to go even higher. And it's then like, they lose, and now it, it drops back down. It's just. It's craziness right now how fickle everybody is and how much it moves on a weekly basis. It's essentially like that toxic relationship that you would know. You'd always have
0: friends in like high school or something that they'd always break up over something little, but then get back together. and They're soulmates, so they have to keep getting back together, but then... Somebody does one of them does the wrong thing. So they're broken up and they're never going to talk to each other again. And it just goes back and forth for essentially, you know, eternity. In Purdy's case, it's going to be pretty much based off how the playoffs go. Dude wins the Super Bowl. to be all in on him forever. Yep. I, I agree. So that's pretty much it. I think his MVP odds are kind of ruined now with a four-interception thing because most people were talking about how it was McCaffrey who was the real guy. Hell, Purdy was the one saying, like, I shouldn't be the favorite. Christian McCaffrey's that guy.
1: So who knows? Maybe Purdy tanked his own stock just to get uh, McCaffrey (laughs) more press. So as, as we're sitting here today, Lamar is the favorite for MVP. For now. And I know that Purdy just had a terrible game. But if you look at stats, Purdy still has a better year. I think Purdy still leads the league in touchdown passes. So... I know it's there's so much recency bias, and that's why um, if you've seen some of the stuff we posted on the Hit Parade website or on the Instagram, you know I, we've been pubbing Josh Allen as a, a cheap guy to buy in for MVP case because if he gets hot the right time, his stats are good. He could do it because hey, look at his stats, and he's and he's won his last five games, and they win the division. Yeah. It's so much recency bias.
0: He's already uh, gotten hot. Yeah, like I mean, I don't know I give you crap in past episodes for being a homer, but at this point. Even, I mean, he was hot in the Eagles game they lost, but then beat the Chiefs, beat the Cowboys. Just, I mean, the Chargers game was a little weird,
1: but whatever. So if you had this Brock Purdy game, and this was week four that he had the four interceptions. Nobody's going to remember it. No one remembers. They look at his stats. They're still the best team in the NFC. He's still probably the favorite for MVP. Mm -hmm. But since it happened this week, oh, my God, what are we going to do? Oh, Lamar beat him. Lamar was good that game. He wasn't. He wasn't great. He wasn't the reason they won that game. They won that game because they had five interceptions. Yeah, that'll do it. But like you said, it's all about peaking at the right time.
0: And, uh, you know, it's just like you kind of just said, well, what if he had this game in week four? Like it won't matter as much near the end of the season. Well, with that college football, the playoffs are coming around. And it's just like that in college football, where if you lose one game and it's like week two of the season, but you just win out. People don't really care about that loss, but if you if you're the one who lost like right before the conference championships, then all of a sudden you drop down the list and your chance or shot. Yeah, exact perfect example. So here we are, um, college football playoffs coming up.
1: Let's do some predictions. Who do you have winning it all? So I, I'm picking the one I want to win it all, um, and I'm, I'm going with Washington. Well, everybody wants Washington to win because it's the coolest story. But I so I want Washington because I like Penix, and you know we'll talk a little bit about players in a minute, but a dunesday has been my guy i drafted him in some Devi leagues that's what so i want I, I do want so he's drafted. the guy like he's the guy i've been following this year a lot because of that so he's that's kind of why i'm I'm really big on the, the washington train right now
0: oh well, that's fair now don't get me wrong i want washington to win just because it's different i love
1: different but like even like if texas were were to win i kind of want whoever wins this game to okay. win it i think i think everyone outside of alabama fans and michigan fans feel that same way you might be right about that. i think too. that's the only people that cheering for those two teams I mean, michigan can always go kick rocks whatever
0: um and alabama just everybody's sick of them i think generally that's what happens when you win too much people who aren't fans of that team just kind of go i'm done with this like when the patriots are winning all the time or you know stuff like that yeah. when people are just dominant for a long time that's just people get sick of them so that's kind of where i am with alabama and michigan that can go away whatever uh but yeah having washington or texas win would be really cool um which undoubtedly means that Alabama is going to win the national championship, which is lame. But that's probably what's going to happen, right? So
1: just just prepare yourselves because winter is coming. <laughs> so I, I, don't, I don't think Alabama's going to win it. I think they're going to lose to Michigan. I, I really don't really truly believe in this Alabama team. Okay. Um, they beat Georgia, and Georgia was really banged up. The week before, they almost lost to Auburn. They probably should have lost that game. They've already lost to Texas this year. I don't think it's the same Alabama that we've had the last couple of years. So, I think they're going to lose to Michigan. Okay. Um I I think though I think the Washington Texas game is going to be the f- most fun game to watch. I sure. think there's going to be a lot of points. There's a lot of for fantasy people and card people that are looking for future draft picks. Yeah. There are a ton of skill position players uh in that game that are going to get drafted that are going to be on people's radars. Like who? Penix, Adunze, uh, Texas. Ewers, it sounds like, is going to stay another year, uh, but he's a guy that eventually is going to be probably a first-round pick in the NFL. Um, they have Texas has two wide receivers, Xavier Worthy and Mitchell, mm-hmm. uh, and they have a tight end who, outside of Brock Bowers, is probably the number two tight end in the nation, uh, and Sanders. So a lot of players that will probably draft in the first day or two of the draft. Uh, that people will be very interested in next year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Everybody in a dynasty league will be mean, drafting all of these guys uh, this
1: coming summer or spring, I guess,
0: depending on when you do it. Um, who else? Like, I know Michigan has some players like McCarthy and you said, I believe, Blake Corn. Blake Corn might be one of the okay. top running backs. He'll be okay. okay. But it's fine. I mean, there's a lot of cool people to watch, especially, like you said, if you want to start buying their cards now because their cards are out there. Like there's people out there that you want to, want to snatch up and maybe hold for now.
1: I bought, I bought a Penix card, um, a couple, couple shows ago. Yeah. Uh, low numbered. that I'm kind of, we, I, I don't think it's been put a product yet. It isn't. I know where it is. Okay. So uh, hopefully he wins. We put him in product and he can lead a product for, uh, for a week when the, exactly when they're having the parade, it'll look cool. So yeah, that's it. Um, college football's
0: coming. That, that'll be pretty fun. um, that pretty much wraps it up for sports. We got a little bit of time left. I know you're Mr. Movies and Entertainment and all that jazz. So you saw Aquaman, huh? I did.
1: Um, tell me about it. Pleasantly surprised. Why wow. is that? Because DC just keeps keeps fumbling the ball. They're just <laughs> they they seem to have good ideas and they just can't quite follow through. Um the Flash movie was supposed to be really great, and I was super excited to see the Flash, and I left disappointed. Um Luckily, Michael Keaton as Batman uh, kind of saved that That's movie cool. for me. Uh, so Aquaman, and maybe it's because I had lower expectations going into this, uh, but it was a fun movie. It was it was enjoyable. I thought they did a good job. Um, Momo was great. He's just yeah, he's, really cool he's just like his persona on and how he like portrays himself is really cool. Um, so if you you are a superhero fan, DC fan, and you haven't seen it, I'd, I'd recommend going to see it. it's, it's worth the watch. Perfect. Um,
0: there was one thing I forgot to ask you about when we were talking about football. I did want to ask you because of all the craziness. Who are your who's your buy hold sell for football? Hold everybody. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. Hold should be absolutely everybody. Yeah.
1: Hold hold Trevor Lawrence. Hold uh, Justin Herbert. Robert hold Joe Burrow. Burrow. Hold everybody. Um, I mean, it, right now it's such like you said. There's so many people buying certain people that. You really have to trust your gun. I can't tell you who you should be buying, who you should be selling because Joe Flacco. It's gonna change in a week. I know you know, everyone's like, Oh, we gotta buy Lamar now. Well, if Lamar loses to the Dolphins this week, no one's to no, sell Lamar, yeah. Then Lamar's not winning the MVP and everyone's selling Lamar. Um so if there's a team that you see in the wild card, if you are, you know, a Bills fan, you say I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Josh Allen or if you know, a Cowboys fan, I know they haven't won, whatever, but if you think they can make a run, buy Dak. Mm-hmm. Why not? Um, Rams fans, buy Puka. I don't care. Listen, buy Puka. That's my buy. Just buy buy Puka. Puka, Please, (laughs) just buy Puka. Um, Amari Cooper? The problem with Amari Cooper is that he just had that big game. He got hurt, and now everyone's going to forget about it. I know. I hate it. It's like he's always so
0: close to being like. That guy, and then it just always doesn't work out. There's always something an injury, or the, the
1: Cowboys end up sucking, or something dumb like that. So, I mean, CJ Stroud's probably a good buy if he's healthy and they sneak in the playoffs. because mm-hmm. uh, he's a good
0: buy anyway, honestly. Yeah,
1: so it's i to tell people certain plays is very tough in the NFL with all this parody. It's find guys that you like, find guys that you think can make a stick run, stick with them at this point, and, and, and go with it. You know, rider does. We can. Buy all the injured guys. Buy Herbert. Buy mm. Burrow. Be, and hold them for the beginning of next year when they're going to be good. Listen, buy them all. Herbert, Herbert's probably a really good one because you look at Herbert, they're going to have a new coach. Mm. They might bring an offensive guy. That that culture, that whole thing just needs to get flushed out. Yep. And guess what? People will be like, hey, they just brought in the enemy or whatever offensive guy to coach them, and people are like, you know, the Chargers, they might be the team this year. Yep. Because that's going to happen. We know it. It happens every year. You know what you should buy right <laughs> now? Jordan
0: Love. Buy Jordan Love. I would tell everybody to do that. Even if they don't get into the playoffs, he still looked pretty good this season, especially in the second half. A couple of misses here or there, but the thing is, that whole offense, they're young and everybody seems to be talented. Christian Watson, if he would just stay healthy, he's really good. Dobbs is good. Jaden Reed is good. Musgrave, great tight end they're all young and they're all going to keep growing together. I just have a feeling that the next, I think next year and the year after like the Packers are just going to keep taking off and
1: they'll be kind of like back to where they were. So I'd buy love now before he shoots up a bunch. Yeah. Hey Baker, Baker, I'm, I would not be surprised if Baker signs a long-term deal with Tampa and he's the guy there's interest. That's so Yeah. It's for all this, the market's down and people worried about, Hey, well this guy's not doing quite as good. There is a lot of excitement with a lot of teams, and a lot of people are really happy with where their teams are going. Maybe not the Patriots. But listen, they, Drake May, um, Kel Williams is going to bring life into two new franchises next year. David Daniels. Um, it, yeah, it, J.J. McCarthy's probably be a first-round pick. Who knows at this point? Um, so it's just there's a lot of fun teams. Parody's good overall. Um, it might tamper some of the real high-end stuff. But it makes a lot more guys valuable, which is good for everybody. Perfect. All right. We got to get out of here. We're getting to our final thoughts, our last thoughts of
0: 2023. What do you got, bud?
1: Um, So as you mentioned, uh, going to Hawaii next week, mm-hmm. super excited Hawaii PopCon. Uh, and I want to give a shout out to Maui Sports Cards. So last year, first time in Hawaii, um, Ashley did some research. We found some, some shops in Hawaii and, and um, just kind of stopped at them and, and said hello, introduced ourselves. Um, and we went to Maui sports cards, never met the guy before, never really had a conversation other than, uh, Hey, we're, we're in town. We're going to stop in. Um, uh, he started buying our, our hobby shop program stuff and we are going back. So we are going to a store. We're actually leaving and doing Maui just for like an eight hour trip, just to go to a shop. Uh, we're doing a little pop-up event at a at a store. Uh, and it's just really cool for someone that we just kind of walked in, met, um, randomly almost and become become a customer, someone that we're gonna stop and see. Uh just a really cool thing and something that makes me excited for the future.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. That's one of the fun things about like the hobby is that, you know, you could go into any day of work, like if you're going to a show or something and run into somebody and never have met them before and then all of a sudden they're just like I don't call them like lifelong friends, but all of a sudden they're just like Somebody you talk to a whole bunch, and you have this relationship out of nowhere, and it's just like, whoa, didn't see that coming. So that's happened a whole bunch here, and you just love it. Um, As for me, you know, 2023 is ending. Uh, I think I think we had a lot of progress here at Hit Parade in general. Um, We just keep getting bigger. People love our stuff. The Hobby Shop program is growing. Exclusives are growing. Everything is growing. We're growing. We went to a bigger building. You know, the podcast started. You know, we were in a little room, and now we're in a bigger room. We got a cool thing going on here, and. Just everything keeps getting better and better, and there's just I'm excited to go into 2024, you know, with the full steam ahead, and just see where we can really bring this thing uh, with new ideas coming up and everything. Just excited for the future, and I'm excited for my future. excited for your future here, listening to us talk. Um, just everything seems to be going pretty well.
1: So. Yeah, and uh, just to piggyback that, um, super excited to have this opportunity. Um, when we talked about doing this, never really. Knew where it was going or how it would grow, and to see it kind of slowly build momentum, but it's, yeah. it's building momentum and getting there. i um, really excited for season two. Um, you know, I, I'm going to miss the first episode, maybe two episodes of season two. Which you makes might me just sad. replace Tom. No. Who knows? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like I said, I, I think uh, bringing in some, another, another person next week will be some um, new flesh, flesh, broad. It's completely messed that up. I'm not editing it. Yeah. (laughs) Fresh blood to get some new perspectives will be good. And uh, just, yeah, really excited for the future. And thank you for sticking with us.
0: Yeah, I appreciate everybody out there. Um, Have yourselves a great Happy New Year. Uh, Hopefully you listened to this before New Year's Eve. Uh, You should, maybe. Uh, But, yeah, that's awesome. Again, thank you guys, everything. Thank you, Tom, because you make a lot of this happen. Thank you, everybody who behind the scenes, like, helps us out be it people who like do our our clips and stuff or people who buy and make us cool banners or get us tables or or anything. Uh, We appreciate everybody who does the job for us behind the scenes. We appreciate everybody who listens. And again, keep the emails coming. We appreciate them. Again, that's podcast at hitparadecollection.com. That's about it. So we'll see you in 2024. Everybody be safe out there. And thank you. Happy New Year. Bye.